everybody. Welcome to another 12 Days of the Comet Source Presents Bad Idea. Here to celebrate another Bad Idea book as we can down to Christmas. It's a comic source, comic boom collaboration. As I said uh, yesterday or maybe on some of the previous episodes, I'm getting to re-experience these books. I haven't read them since they first came out and I had a chance to check them out. And yeah, I sort of forgot just how amazing all of these books are. And Rocky's getting a chance to read them for the first time. So We've been on a bit of a streak where every time we read a book, you're like, oh, this is my new favorite bad idea. Uh, so you said that yesterday when we reviewed Monster Kill Squad. Uh, where does Pirate Queen stack up? Pirate, Pirate Queen is pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I it's, it, it's, a comp- it's a different genre, but I really enjoyed it. You know, it's funny. I'm, I've, uh, I've read a lot of Peter Milligan's work over the years, especially he's done a lot of, uh, he's, he's done more than a few Vertigo titles over the years, uh, but not, none of them really stood out. And I actually do remember seeing Pirate Queen in the previews. For some reason, I, did, I do remember seeing this in previews. And I thought I had ordered this, but obviously now I know why I never got my, my retailer never got it for me. But uh, in any event, uh, I, I like the premise of it. I, I like the premise of it. I thought it was a good story. I thought it was a, you know, solid story. I really, I was particularly impressed with Adam Polina's art again. And yeah, no, I, I like the main character. Is it my number one? Ah, man, I I would say it's a solid maybe third or fourth, but man, we've got some pretty good titles that it's going up against, but uh, she's a, she's probably the, the more, the most enticing female character to date uh, out of all the bad idea characters so far. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I remember when I read this, um, first of all, pirate comics are awesome and it's not like. I mean, we all know what pirates are, right? We know the idea of pirates. And when you're telling a pirate story, it's sort of hard to to have it be wholly original because it's going to fall into some of the same cliches, some of the same tropes. And they are cliches and they are tropes for a reason, right? Because they, they're very much rooted in the truth of, uh, about pirates. You know, it's a, it's a brutal life. It's a short life. And there's oftentimes, you know, revenge and you know, kind of a legacy feel. Those are just kind of the the hallmarks of a, a pirate story. And this one's no different. So in that way, I kind of feel like Pirate Queen, much like Monster Kill Squad, was maybe the most traditional comic book story uh, from Bad Idea. This one's kind of, uh, you know, up there in that more traditional vein as well. Like if you like pirate comics, uh, you're going to get a lot of what you expect. You're going to get some action on the high seas you're going to get some ideas of, uh, of revenge or um, vengeance or, you know, justice and, and that sort of thing. And this doesn't disappoint. You mentioned the art from Adam Polina, and that's where I think this book really, really shines. Um, you know, we, we've had a couple of different Adam Polina books so far that we've talked about. Obviously, we had Walesville, where the art was, you know, very stylized. It was colored in a particular way. The detail, you know, the cross hatching, the um, the textures were done in a certain way that gave it this sort of old timey feel. And then he kind of flipped it. And even though it was recognizable as Adam Polina, when he did the last resort story that was set in the far future and had more primary colors, again, still stylized, exaggerated anatomy and what have you, uh, but still recognizable as Adam Polina, but very different than what we saw in Walesville. Now here we're getting almost a third style. This, you know, unlike Walesville, especially when it came to the sea creature uh, design, um, 
again, had a certain look and a certain feel. And then we saw a lot of exaggerated anatomy, like I said, in last resorts. And now here we get a much more realistic style, not to say it's like, you know, photorealistic or some sort of DC house style. It still is its own sort of textured and, and visceral style, but we don't get a lot of exaggerated anatomy. Yeah. We get a m much more kind of traditional art style and the colors by Tamara Bonvalon, they're, while they're um, a little bit muted and give it kind of an old time feel, not in the same way that we saw in uh, in Walesville and certainly not the bright primary colors of the future that we saw in last resort. So this art style is kind of clearly its own thing. Uh, and I, I don't want to say this as a, as a criticism at all, but the choice that he makes in terms of backgrounds, uh, I think is really something to take note of. The backgrounds in this book tend to be for the most part, relatively uh, minimal, especially when the characters are outside uh, on the deck of the ship. We just get sky and clouds for the most part. Um, some of the other scenes where they're inside the cabins of the ships and what have you, and then later when they're um, inside homes, you get you know some nice detail and it brings some kind of lived-in feel, some realism to it. But the action in the book, which mostly takes place on these ships, on the decks of these ships, with the minimal background, what it does is it sort of forces the characters to the foreground even more. The... Uh, your attention's not, you know, pulled off of it to any sort of background detail or anything like that. And it really gives a, a kind of a more intimate feel, uh, almost like you're zoomed in on these characters. Uh, and I really appreciated that. I also thought the blacks were done really, really well. Um, I mean, think of like uh, probably the most famous pirate most people would know of these days in terms of seeing it in some visual medium is uh, is Captain Jack Sparrow, right? Uh, Johnny yeah. Depp from, from the... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise. And remember how he always had the eyeliner on and around the eyes were so dark. You notice like throughout the book, uh, Tamara Bonvillon, and, and I'm sure it's from, you know, cues from Adam Polina. And you see it on the cover there if you're watching this on, uh, on YouTube. It, it's got that feel. It's got the feel of the dark eyes, almost like it's their version of a, of a domino mask and their version of, um, you know, a way to hide their identity. So I appreciate that, that as well. And the last thing that I'll mention that I th thought Peter Milligan did really well is the, is the dialogue. It's not super flowery. Uh, it's not a lot of dialect where you have to kind of struggle to read it. But there's enough in his choices of vocabulary there to give it kind of a throwback feel and also to give it the feel of, um, of pirates and uh, the way they you know spoke back then. And um, it's, it's not flowery language by any stretch of the imagination, but it has an authenticity to it. So, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, a very sexy main character, Monday Ryan, and um, definitely takes a different turn. I'm not exactly sure what Peter Milligan was getting. I mean, maybe he's a parent. I don't know. Uh, and just how much, you know, becoming a parent will change you. But that was a little surprising twist when she uh, abandons her quest for revenge toward the end when, uh, when her son is born. But, this is a great story, very solid. I don't know that it, you know, rises to the level of, oh my God, it blew me away, like you know, Monster Kill Squad or ENIAC or what have you. Um, but it, like in terms of a technically well put together comic, this one is is right up there, and uh, I give a lot of credit to both the vocabulary and the character work from Peter Milligan and the artwork from uh, from Adam Polina. Uh, what else do you have to add, Rocky? 
Well, I, I'm a lover of history. And I think one of the, uh, you know, in the last five years, uh, we've gotten a lot of horror comic books. Uh, the horror genres come back and, and we've gotten a few books that deal with pirates, but not enough. And I, I realize how much I, I miss having a good pirate book. There's been a couple, uh, but you know, this is, I, I really like, I remember El, El Casador was one that came out by CrossGen way back in the day, Steve Epting on the art. I, I remember reading that quite fondly. That had a female uh, lead as well. I, I quite like this. You know, this, I, I love the setting. This is, uh, you know, it's right after the, the, Spanish, uh, the Spanish War uh, on the seas. The British Royal Navy now is focusing more on taking out pirates and of course we got uh, monday ryan who is the daughter of a nefarious pi uh, pirate and she of course ends up having to uh she ends up uh getting pregnant from her from her i guess co-pirate <laughs> lynn who's sort of an I, I guess he's an asian pirate and ultimately that over throughout the four issues it's it's really it's really monday ryan on a quest for revenge as you say uh because this uh this uh Captain, I guess Napier of the British Navy, uh, he he uh, uh, inflicts some pain and suffering on on Monday, and uh, she loses her loved one. And uh, here's this pregnant pirate, and she's she's caught in between her two those two emotions of love and hate. And it's it's very interesting because as the nine months as she gets closer and closer to her pregnancy, you know she's going through. Uh, all kinds of emotions, but as a as the reader, we know that her hormones are changing and it's affecting her, and it even causes her to to get a new bedmate and uh, take on a new lover, <laughs> and so. But but it's it's almost symbolic. The closer her baby comes to being born, the closer she comes to it's it's the love of the child that overrides her hatred for revenge, and it plays well. And you see that you see the change in her character. But as you said, the dialogue is excellent. Uh, Peter Milliken does a really good job. And because as the as the uh, series pro progresses, you can see that she continues to have uh, there, con there continues to be misdirection. There continues to be. I mean, you got pirate gold. You got you got mutinies. You got uh, death. You got betrayal uh, betrayals, and all wrapped up in four issues. And you know, this is basically a three act movie, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's I won't. It, it even has a little bit of humor in it, uh, which I thought was good. It's not necessarily the type of humor. It's not not full bore humor that we're accustomed to maybe seeing in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and what have you. But this is entertaining. And, and again, uh, as a as a credit to Bad Idea, you know, we got we got four issues here of, of just a good solid story, and uh, that's that's why I like it. So yeah, this this definitely is a, a recommend. Uh, definitely a recommend. And because hey. As I said, a nice self-contained story, great, uh, uh, well-scripted, well-paced, and great art. Yeah, uh, and the other thing about these pirate books, like so often the um, the establishment is the antagonist, right? Like you mentioned Monday, Ryan losing her husband. You know, she, she agrees to be intimate with a, this unscrupulous captain that's out there hunting pirates in order to, you know, the deal she makes. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, let you have your way with me. And in return, you'll spare my husband, uh, you know, the father of my child. So my child doesn't have to grow up fatherless. And he doesn't hesitate for a second to take advantage of Monday and then turn around and kill the husband. Anyway, uh, the pirate Lynn, as you mentioned. So, you know, quickly, um, he's established as captain Napier's established as the enemy. 
as the antagonist, as the bad guy, as it were. Which is so interesting because, you know, in in point of fact, I mean, they are thieves. They were breaking the law. Napier did have the blessing of the king of England or, you know, for whatever that's worth. Um, but as often as is the case, and I'm sure it was true even back then, uh, I know we kind of romanticize this era of, of pirates and what have you, but just because Napier's the supposed good guy doesn't mean, you know, he had any sort of morality or, or you know. Uh, he followed the rules or, or what have you. So um, as is often the case in these books, you end up rooting for the pirate. So <laughs> yeah. uh, in terms of the, the backups, the B sides, we get um, the, uh, the save now, as well as the origin of some of those save now um, characters that we've ha- have seen in some of the previous backups and that will show up in the save now uh, Kickstarter campaign. Um, book that is uh, currently being kickstarted again reminder it runs through uh, about midday on christmas eve so there's a link in the show notes you can go click there and join uh but yeah really really enjoyed those uh and i'm sure it's providing context to some of what we're going to see in uh in save now so uh that's gonna do it for this episode everybody appreciate you joining us as always uh tomorrow we'll be back with the what at the time was a one shot passive aggressive and then come to find out bad idea Pulled a fast one, and there was two different versions of the one-shot. There was the passive that some states got, and some other states got the aggressive. Um, and a lot of people traded or mail-ordered so they could have both, which I, I think that's what I did. I mail-ordered from some other states that I knew, uh, some shops from other states that I knew had the one that I didn't get from <laughs> my local retailer. So um, that's coming up tomorrow uh, on tomorrow's episode, as I said, written by Matt Kent, David Lapham Art. So uh, be sure to join us for that. Don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, on the Comic Source YouTube channel, appreciate uh, your support there. Subscribe, ring the notification bell, all that stuff. But also head over to Rocky's channel, Comic Boom, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point. That's where we do our DC Spotlight every week, talk about all the DC books, engage with uh, readers uh, and uh, people that watch the uh, episode in the comment section. We really love to do that. So be sure you subscribe to Rocky's channel as well. Ring the notification bell so you know when new content comes out. And lastly, if you want to enjoy our content audio only, whether it's because you're driving or on the subway or what have you, just go to wherever you get your podcast to search for the comic source and subscribe. So once again, we want to wish you happy holidays. Don't forget to go see Aquaman this weekend. And <laughs> yeah. uh, anything else you want to add, Rocky? Uh, no, uh, other than the fact that I, I actually, a lot of the people I spoke to uh, that I'm familiar with, that they actually enjoyed. Uh, they, they, they've, I know one guy saw a sneak preview. He enjoyed Aquaman, so it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fun movie. So go see it. Let's support DC. God forbid. Yeah, hundred percent. Can't wait to check it out myself. So uh, that's gonna do it for this episode, everybody. Appreciate the support as always, and we'll see you tomorrow. Catch you later.